Hey, Tia, where'd you get that top? It's super cute. Stacey, where do you think I bought it at? Uh, I'm going to guess the Edinburgh Fringe. You know that's where I do all of my retail therapy at. With all the new styles coming in all the time, with everything from dresses to hats to accessories and more, it's the best place to update my wardrobe. And the prices are super reasonable for high-quality clothing that the owner, Christy, handpicks herself. That girl is classy AF. I agree. I love the Edinburgh Fringe. And I do need to find something for my friend's birthday coming up. They also have these super cute celebration boxes already made up for your gifting needs. And if you're looking for a place to have your friend's birthday, the space is available for rental too. Oh, wow. That's awesome. What's even more awesome, though, is if you use promo code MEETUS on your first online order, you can get 5% off your purchase. Yep. Just enter MEETUS on checkout to receive 5% off. Hi, I'm Stacy with Edgewater Creative. And I'm Tia with Dunclassy Events. We're two small business owners who reside in the beautiful city of Dunedin, Florida. We love our charming city on the Gulf and want to share with you all it has to offer. Join us as we chat with business owners, event hosts, and charities located in Dunedin and other surrounding communities. So come along and meet us on Main Street. We're ready. We're ready. Stretch in, stretch down, stretch up and back and back and back and back. You have to watch the video to see our funky stretch dance moves. This is actually feeling good on my back. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you clasp your hands together and do one of these like down things, uh, that's always my favorite thing for like, yeah, it's a good your one. back. Oh, Stretching it, it so out. Great. And then if you're not sitting in a chair, you can kind of sway back side to side and like pull your arms. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, we're always doing our podcasts all the time, uh, constantly at and these we're computers. And we over. <sighs> like this, like that. So mm. open, open it up. So what happened to this guy. <laughs> you didn't do that Bring enough. him back. Bringing him back. All Hello October and long. welcome. I'm just going to jump in. That's how we have to start. You have to shut me up somehow, and that's the only way. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, listeners. Welcome I to the am- show. I'm Tia. And I'm Stacy. And we are Meet Us on Main Street. The podcast, 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 podcast. We make our own audio effects. Yes. Very high budget here at Meet Us on Main Street. (laughs) Well, Um, now that we are worldwide, have you checked out our anchor lately about how many more countries have been added into our listeners? Like we don't just have New Zealand anymore. It's like Germany, New Zealand, Ireland, like... Portugal, like we are worldwide sensations. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. We have like an extra obrigado to all of our Portuguese listeners right now. What she said, and uh, uh, tomo arigato, Mr. Roboto. To do we have Japanese Japanese. listeners? I'm sure. I didn't remember what states. I just saw there was a lot of our countries. I just saw there was a lot. Danke to our German friends. Mm. Um. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir to oh our boy. French friends? Um, mm. And yeah, that's it. That's all we're going to do. Mine are, mine are all dirty, apparently. <laughs> yes, yes. So yeah, as Tia was saying, we are becoming a worldwide sensation and we uh, have some big things in the works. Tia, would you yeah. care to share? I would care to share. So yeah, we are actually super excited because we've been doing this for, it's going to be a year in January. So we have a little bit, you know, behind us now on doing all of our episodes and getting our names out there. So instead of just, you know, baby stepping, now we're just going to go full out. So we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to be throwing at you all at one time. First off, we've got merch because that's what I'm always excited about. So that should be coming in in October, and we're not gonna let you know until we get it in, and then we'll post photos of that, but you would be able to find that merch currently. It will be at the Dunedin Chamber, and it will be at Dunedin Hemp Company. So stay tuned for that. Also, I am, um, also we are getting a website. To be able to list all of our things like merchandise, 
podcast episodes and our next release of sponsor packages. You asked, we answered, we've got packages for you now. We have monthly, yearly rates. And right now, for the exclusive early access, you will get 10% off if you decide to sign up with one of our non-committal contracts packages. So Yes, that offer is good that. through October 15th. Perfect. So I think that, so we got merchandise coming, we got a website, we've got sponsorships, we've got a music contract, I think, with... Um, Atlantic Records. I think they're going to be, we're going to make a CD. I believe it was Columbia. Yeah, Columbia. They wanted to um, have Columbia us pictures? sign a um, contract so that they could take our beautiful voices and mm. um, put them on to a, um, an eight track. Oh, a track. Okay. So we're kicking. Well, you know how things are coming back, like VHSs are coming back to like Target. They sell them now, even though nobody has what? a VCR. Yeah. So they're selling them to not be able to watch, but just kind of put them on your shelf as decoration and call yourself retro, I guess. Uh, I do personally still have a VHS player, but it's attached to a it's DVD called a VCR. player. So it's. See, I've already, it's already going so far away. I've just forgotten the name of this. It just plays VHSs. VCRs play VHSs in mm-hmm. case you younger kids didn't know anything about that. But so that's what we're doing is the moral of that story. We're going to be on eight tracks. And then I think a movie deal is in the works too, mm, but that's, yes, we have yes. to keep that super secret until all the, uh, T's yeah. cross and I's are dot, dotted. So. Dear listeners, don't bother looking it up, but it it's happening. It's super, super secret. But all we're just saying is that we're like successful AF and that's it. That's the moral of that story. So yeah, so a lot of things are to come. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, mostly Facebook. I'm, I'm awful with keeping up with our Instagram. We're not so, so good on the Instagram, but the Facebook we're you know, balling. We got that down. Keep keep an eye out for that. And you'll see all the announcements for all of our new fun things that are coming your way before the end of 2020. We want to just get them all out and ready. So all things can, that can go wrong will go wrong this year and not in 2021. So Mm -hmm. that's mine. That's my spiel on that. So what you been up to girly, what you been doing? Um, been doing a couple photo shoots. We did uh, mm-hmm. some headshots for a um, couple of lawyers in the area. Um, thank you to uh, Kaylin for setting that up, who we met at the Dunedin Chamber Young Professionals um, nice. meeting a couple weeks back. And uh, I did photos for you and your mom, mm-hmm. which Can't was wait. fun. Yeah, that will be fun to see. We did a little, we because both of us love Halloween, so we had a witch-inspired one, and then another costume change into an outdoor shoot, and then another costume mm-hmm. change into a, a recreation photo, which I'm very excited mm-hmm. to see. And my and then sweet, another sweet, costume yeah. change, and then another one, another 2020 photo, exactly. And I'm super excited about the recreation one. And I think my, my sweet mother, she goes, I wonder if we'll be able to do a side-by-side with this photo. Oh, mom. And your lack of internet knowing ways. So adorable. <laughs> yes. So that's cute. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Book your stuff what with Edgewater. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Any uh, photo video needs, give us a call. Go on our website, edgewatercreativefl.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Edgewater Creative. Um, all right. And then also I've been up to um, rehearsing for a play. I don't think I have mentioned that on our yeah. podcast. Um, We've been keeping it on the DL. We've been keeping it under wraps. One reason is that we kind of weren't sure if it was going to actually happen or not. Um, Doing theater in 2020 is quite difficult during Mm -hmm. a pandemic. Um, So the uh, it's at Dunedin Showcase Theater, which is Dunedin Community Center. (laughs) Um, But I was actually um, in normal circumstances. I'll I'll preface this. 
Um, during a pandemic, I would not be actively um, auditioning for plays, but I was asked to be in this production because I was in the original production of it um, back in 2016. And um, they asked me to reprise my role for the sequel. And your fans so, demanded it. So how yeah, could you my, say no? My fans um, beat down the doors of Dunedin Community Center and, and said, we will not um, accept this with another actress. Um, there were boycotting. The there were signs. They had signs, picket signs mm -hmm. out there. It was it was nasty, guys. So she it had was. to do it. So I, I had to. I mean, what's a girl to do? Another so riot? I, we don't want that. So, uh, so anyway, so I'm in this show, it's called dead and breakfast and, um, it's a mystery, I guess you would call it, a mystery comedy. If that's a genre, a mystery, mystery, yeah. sure. um, a comedy and, uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, going to be a goofy show for sure. Um, I, I'll talk about it in the outro as far as when it's going to be in case anyone cares to come see it. But, um, I already anyway. am planning on opening night. I will be there in the front row. Excellent. Excellent. I already got John to take off of work, so he will be there too. So awesome. Co-host love. Yes. Yes. That's what you do. So, you see, you see your friends in community theater. That's how yeah. you show up. You know, it's, um, and I, I was telling a couple friends about it last night and they were like, well, what are you doing about the whole mask situation? Which a lot of people have that question. Mm -hmm. And, um, the answer to it is we're wearing masks. So obviously you can't see face expressions with masks on. So we'll see how that turns out. So you're going to not get any Botox beforehand <laughs> either, because then you really will not see any. I'll really try to communicate with my eyes for it. She's good at that though, guys. So that's, that's, that's all one can do to act during a pandemic. So, Are so that's what I've been up to learning lines, uh, practicing blocking, you know, all of that. Can I make a suggestion for your masks that they are part of your actual costume? Like would like your face, like you put, like you get masks that have your face on it that would look like your characters. Just a little. Does so it count it that like... one of the actors has a mask with giant red cartoon lips on it? Yes, exactly. Like that is what I was looking for. Or like the plastic mask where you can still see your face. That could be an well, option. Well, that, that is the ideal. And the director said he was going to work on getting those for us or, mm -hmm. um, at least look into them. So we'll see where that goes. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, but I, I am, um, gonna wear a mask no matter what. So <laughs> if it matches or not, I, I don't care <laughs> if it depends on what they want to do. All right. <laughs> um, I will say that I will be loud enough. I I've been, uh, the, the, actually the director said to me, you're, you sound pretty good through that mask. We're having no trouble hearing you. <laughs> Can't take the theater out of the theater girl. So yeah, I guess not. Do they, are they going to mic up anybody or no? They're they talked the about it, but I, I think there's like so much, um, going on with having this show during a pandemic that that's not on the top of the priority list right so. those clear masks uh, is first that's what um yeah so I I really don't know um there's a lot of things that I don't know but I'm trying to focus on uh on just doing the best I can there you go that's my all role, we can any so. of us that's what any of us can do in life and thank you for giving us that words of wisdom appreciate that you know I, tr I try to make it um be on a positive note so exactly so anyway, uh, that's what I've been up to. Tia, what, what about you? I know you did a, a yoga yesterday. I sure did. So I taught a sip, stretch, and shop class at Dunning and Hemp Company. And if you have never done yoga with a toddler crawling all over you, I highly suggest it. 
it's almost like goat yoga, but with a four-year-old doing it instead. And she really hey, can that could like be a stretch. thing. Toddler yoga. Thing. Yeah. Uh, there Maybe is have a, a toddler thing. crawl on you. Yeah. They have a thing called toddler yoga, but it's usually for toddlers oh, doing yes, yoga yes. in the class. But yeah, this is a totally different experience. And, but it was a lot of fun. Like Seth's daughter is absolutely adorable, kind of crazy, but absolutely adorable nonetheless. And she was helping stretch out some of the people that were joining in the class. So that was fun. We're trying to make that a monthly thing too. So definitely stay tuned on the next one for there because everyone got a free cup of Kratom and or a CBD pre-roll. And we had a couple in there, a mom and a daughter who had never been in the shop before. So it's great exposure for your business also. And then uh, talking about more business, I just booked two events at Hob. Uh, if I haven't said it a thousand times, probably already. I am also the private event coordinator at Hob Brewing Company. So I got a birthday coming up October 3rd, and then I've got a wedding coming up in November. So season, people are starting to have parties again. So that's definitely a plus for the event industry anyway. So mm-hmm. super excited for those. Um, let's see what else I got. Uh, another event that we just did was the Dunedin Chambers Young Professionals. We did our first network outs. It was me, you, Danielle, Duffy, and Heather Minielu. We all did the run part, and we met at Edgewater Park. If anyone's being, ever interested, you're being generous with the run part. We we did a nice power walk. <laughs> we power walked. Uh, each of us did our own pace. You pretty much power walked the whole time. Yeah, um, because he was I the slowest with- walker. Of course, I was. <laughs> I do not move very fast. Okay. Life moves too fast. Yeah. If you don't stop and look around every once in a while, you just may miss it. Mm, Hashtag but you, Bueller. it's not really a workout if you're not doing a, a power walk. <sighs> I had to walk. Isn't that good enough? <laughs> so you did a leisurely stroll. I did. I did my uh, silly walk, my John Cleese silly walk from Monty Python. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of how I rocked. She really that distracted out. the traffic along Edgewater Drive. Yeah, and there's construction going on down there, which didn't really impede our uh, power walk. We did have to much. run through traffic very quickly, so we did, did. get a very short run in. Yeah. So I was sprinting. So I did sprinting in it. Mm-hmm. So I can say that 100% is true. But we're going to do that the third Thursday of every month. So if anyone else wants to come out next time, this time we're doing it a little later. We're going to be doing it at nine o'clock instead of eight to see if we can get a little bit more of a turnout for that one. And we also will be doing coffee at Tookrow. Thank you. So we'll be doing coffee at Tookrow for this one. So stay tuned for that. And then the last thing I did was Heather Gracie was very generous and came out to the Edinburgh Fringe and did a little talk with some local female business owners and kind of talked about her agenda. And we got to ask her questions about the, her platforms and where she stood on things. And yeah, it was really nice. Fortunately, mm-hmm. I'm in Clearwater, so I don't have to choose who to vote for. <laughs> so that's fantastic on my part. But you know, it's still, it's a town that I'm in the community for. So it's always nice to know who potential leaders and what they are planning for the city that I love. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it was really cool. Awesome. Know some politics guys, just a little, not a lot. And that's it. That's all I got for, that's all I've done. (laughs) I haven't done anything else except for constantly working. Uh, besides that, oh, I was coined Miss Dunedin, so I think we also now go very well together because you are the dame of Dunedin. That's right, now, I am. Indeed, I am. Somebody has now coined me Miss Dunedin, so Whoa. we should get a float in the next parade that goes through Ooh, town. Ooh, I like we'll the sound of that. One side that you're sitting on will say Dame of Dunedin, and the I other side will like say Miss Dunedin. Miss Dunedin isn't uh, royal enough for you, though. See, mine but, has a royal yes. connotation to it, but exactly. yours makes does me sound not. young. 
Mine makes um, me sound younger, younger though. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm in my maybe 20s. Maybe it could be like um, Lady Dunedin. Mm, that makes me sound classy. That that's very classy. Uh, I think I'll just stick with the miss because I you can't coin your own name. Just like you did not coin your that's name true. of Dunedin. That's true. It, it's the name that is handed down to you from mm-hmm. your inferiors. No, just kidding. <laughs> Thank you for saying that to you because some people think that I am just um, ridiculously uh, narcissistic and egotistical by naming myself the Dame of Dunedin, but it is a name, a nickname that was given to me exactly. by someone and I thought it was clever and I made it into my uh, handle on things. And that's where I'm going with the Miss need. And when somebody mm-hmm. said that to me, a potential client I had a meeting with was saying like, well, this is Miss Dunedin. and I have to work with her. And I was like, I like that. <laughs> yes. And then I can do my, my famous prom wave or my homecoming Ooh, wave. I'm getting ideas for when we ride the local tiki rides. Oh my gosh. Can we try to join in with the local tiki rides for a parade some year? And we yes. could like be, that can be our hundred percent our area. Or if we can get that golf cart to work and we'll just practice our <laughs> waves until then. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to work. And we'll, we'll wear see. princess tiaras. Love it. Cause why the fuck not? But yeah, so that's what we've been up to. And you know what else we've been up to? We've been interviewing guests for our podcast. We have. And on this episode, we have the ladies from Celtic Realty. So stay tuned. Okay, so we're here with Jennifer Henius and Patricia Harris of Celtic Realty. How are you guys today? We're good. Doing good. Good. Thanks for joining us. So tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you came to settle in Dunedin. Do you want to take that, Mom? <laughs> well, sure. Um, I actually uh, have had my real estate license for a very long time, but I also had another job. And my other job brought me to Dunedin. And I thought, wow, this is a really cool little town. So I was working in the Pinellas County Sheriff's Department office here in Benin when I first became acquainted with Benin. And I saw that they had so many festivals and so many events and so many things to do that uh, I would end up coming back here when I wasn't working just to enjoy the festivities and the events and all that. And at the time I was living in St. Petersburg and uh, I eventually left that job and kept my real estate license and met someone because I was single. And the someone that I met was living in Benin. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got married and I opened uh, the brokerage uh, just about 15 years ago. So. Yeah. You know, you know what's funny, Patricia? I actually worked at the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office in Dunedin for, I mean, many years after you, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, I worked uh, there for 11 years also. You worked at the, uh, the location on Loudoun? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Small world. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then at that time, I was also getting picked up for truancy. So I may have been there too. <laughs> The small world we're living in. Yeah. <laughs> then I was a juvenile well, probation officer too I, around that time. I yeah, may have seen. There you go. <laughs> All, so connected. <laughs> All connected. All um, connected. So Jennifer, I so what we haven't told our listeners is that Patricia is your mom. Right, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I'm guessing you came to settle in Dunedin because your mom was there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I've lived here a super long time. Right. And, um, been in St. Pete, I went to Gibbs high school. I was in the Pinellas County center for the arts down there. I was a musical theater person and, um, went to Eckerd college down there and, uh, went to grad school at USF in Tampa. Um, met my husband who is Marine and we moved around quite a bit. And then when we you know, went into civil, civil service. And when we had the opportunity to make our way back home, 
his family was still in St. Pete. He's one of the few true native Floridians I know. Um, but by that time, my mom had already migrated to Dunedin. And when, you know, coming from St. Pete, we initially thought, oh, Dunedin is a little far north, you know, like everything we did was downtown and our friends were that way. But um, when we moved back here from DC a couple years ago, we knew that we wanted to be in the Dunedin area. And I certainly wanted to be close to my mom and um, ended up joining the family business. So it ended up being being a good thing that it's way. Wow. I, you know what else connects us? I lived in DC for a number of years also. Oh, okay. <laughs> Connections all around. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This, yeah. It's all just meant to be. I know. I visited it's, DC before. Oh my gosh. It's just, wow. It's better to visit. It's, believe it's, me. it's all, it's all kismet that we're here today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so Jennifer, you mentioned you uh, were a juvenile probation officer before, um, and your mom was also in the uh, public service um, as well, working for the sheriff's office. So tell us a little bit about the transition from going from that into real estate. Yeah, so I was doing that um, as part of my undergrad, and I was just I needed to make a little bit of money, and um, I was checking in on um, kids that I had um, down there. And then um, when I got married and I was in California, I worked for a day treatment facility, like a group home setting, and I did that here um, in St. Pete too while I was going through undergrad, sort of like a house house parent, you know, of kids who were. Um, involved in the juvenile justice system. But I think, you know, my mom and I are both social workers by background. And so um, we have a good appreciation for um, family systems and just being in the community and understanding, you know, how to get communities, um, community families, services and social supports. And I don't think it's really a big leap, um, really um, thinking about working with people and having a background in psychology um, and understanding the hierarchy of needs. And in that hierarchy of needs, of course, is housing. Um, yes. And so I think it's it's been fairly easy um, to make that transition and just trying to work with people and do a good assessment of the people's needs, what it is they're looking for. Um, it's funny now because when I go into people's homes and sometimes we serve um, you know, seniors and they're in transition, maybe going into skilled care, maybe they really need skilled care. And we still, we walk into these homes still with that social work heart and that social work mindset never leaves who we are as people. Um, and so we can see, oh, this person's really struggling. You know, maybe they need some assistance. Maybe they need some meals on wheels. Maybe we need to get them um, uh, companion services. So we are realtors but we see this thing, you know, when we walk into people's homes and um, we work a lot with families, you know, we work with um, the daughters and sons who are trying to take care of their parents from out of state and maybe help them to downsize into independent living, get a condo somewhere or, you know, we just I think from working with families, um, we have a sensitivity and we bring heart to our business. Yeah. You know, now that you mentioned it, you know, they really do go hand in hand with um, understanding, you know, people's mindsets when they're looking for that safe haven yeah. and finding them the perfect home. Yeah, and and honestly, we have to talk people down from the ledge sometimes and do, you know, a little de-escalation and some crisis intervention, you know, because mm -hmm. it's a very stressful process for people. And, oh, definitely. You know, just like when you're working with, with families in, in a social crisis situation, we bring those skills with us too when we're, you know, just listening, you know, listening yeah. and trying to understand, get a good appreciation for what our clients want in their next new real estate purchase or what their goals are and really trying to help them plan and accomplish those goals the same as we would do in our other setting, you know, in a public service setting. So there are a lot of parallels. And since I've stepped into the business, I've actually met some other um, social workers who have become realtors and some wow. brokers across the country. And so, yeah, it's kind of, we've kind of a unique population, I guess, but we're out there. <laughs> yeah. So how about you guys tell us a little bit about Celtic Realty and your new partnership? Sure. You want to take that? Well, um, I actually started the business. I've had my license for a really long time. Jennifer grew up knowing me doing open houses and things like that. So she's been around the real estate world. And of course, we love looking at 
homes. And um, I started out in a really bad time for, for housing. Uh, and uh, I made it through. Uh, I have to say that when I joined the chamber, that Dunedin was very welcoming to me. Um, real estate could be a cutthroat business. And I experienced that when I worked out on the beaches. They're high-end properties and everybody wants to sell them. And it could be very cutthroat. Where When I came here, it was a very welcoming community. Uh, in fact, one of my biggest competitors who had been here many years was very welcoming. She said, you know, there's enough business for everybody. So I really liked that attitude and I felt very uh, at home here. Um, I started with another gal uh, and she got really scared. She had never sold a house in her life, but it was kind of our dream to do this together. And she bailed out uh, because of the housing crisis. And she said, this is never going to come back. I don't want to do this. I need to go find another job, yada, yada. And I had to buy her out. And then I had to reinvent myself a little bit because it was dead. My phone wasn't ringing. So I went into the direction of property management, which kept me afloat here. And we did rise out of the whole financial crisis and we made it. I became a Fannie Mae broker. Um, I took about 40 courses from uh, Fannie Mae to learn how to do things in the governmental and bureaucratic uh, and, exactly. And and uh, that was a big help to me. I learned a lot. It was a good learning experience. But when the market came back, and it always does, I've always seen some peaks and valleys. When the market came back, I didn't want to be dealing with the foreclosures anymore. And the property management, I managed about 30 properties at one time. Uh, and many of those properties I had sold to investors and they went to another state or somewhere else and they said, would you manage this property, find me a renter, collect the rent, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I did that. Uh, and then uh, the real estate market came back. It's still coming back in Dunedin. So, oh, yeah. And it's I can imagine. Every year going up. And Dunedin is somewhat of a, a destination. Uh, it's a very unique town. You know, we have a lot to offer here. Um, my office is here, and of course, I live here. So, I uh, it's it's a good life. We're happy. And Jennifer, what made you want to join your mom in the business? Well, you know, it was just a really it was about opportunity. I mean, I was in the D.C. area, and I was sort of you know a, a healthcare executive, and I was experiencing burnout. And I was really stressed out. And that's really what brought me to yoga. Um, but I really, you know, my mom said, you know what, Jen, come out of DC. You know, you've climbed that corporate ladder. You've kind of been there and you've done that. And you're not happy, <laughs> mm -hmm. stressed out. And, you know, you need some work-life balance. And um, my husband uh, lost his father. And we knew we wanted to be here. He lost him unexpectedly. And we knew we wanted to be here for a family. Um, and so it just, the opportunity came about and it was something I had been mulling over. And um, my mom had really, she's looking forward to a second retirement because this, this brokerage is really something she did in retirement. And um, she said, you know, I, you know, I really like to think about, you know, exiting at some point, not just yet, <laughs> but you know, what do you think? And I was like, oh, okay, okay, let me, let me, let me do this. So we went for it. Yeah. That's awesome. It was a big jump, I think, for Jennifer. <laughs> She's had one uh, really good job, and uh, but it was very, very stressful. Um, not that this isn't stressful, but not when, when you own it, it's a bit different than when you're working for somebody else. So um, yeah, I mean, yeah. and I wasn't in that bureaucratic environment, and um, I like to be really creative. And I mean, I was there for almost twenty years. So when you are in federal service that long, and you jump to you know owning your own small business, it is a huge leap, and there's so many changes. And sometimes I feel like, you know, a squirrel, and I'm so easily distracted because I get to do so many things now, and I'm not put in that box. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I'm really enjoying it. I love it. I get to work with my family every day, you know, and I, if I need to take a mental health day, I can. My mom and I actually take some yoga classes together. <laughs> you know, it's been, it's a totally different experience when you're in government and you're commuting on the train and everybody's transient and you don't have a strong sense of community. And it's very, um, dog eat dog, uh, like a corporate environment, you know, so you're constantly running, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and so it's a good welcome life change for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. What's What's your favorite yoga studio in town? Where do you guys do yoga? Well, I, yeah, well, I did my yoga teacher training at the Yoga Village in Clearwater. Oh, so that's really that my yoga home. Yeah. Yeah. So that's speaking awesome. of yoga, you've recently started uh, yoga for caregivers during this pandemic. Yes. So uh, tell us what that's all about. So in the past 10 or 12 years, um, well, I've always been working with military families and veterans and their caregivers from the geriatric population all the way up through post 9-11. Um, and so I've been working around caregivers a really long time, but I spent the last 10 years or so working in the National Caregiver Support Program Office for the Department of Veteran Affairs at their headquarters level. And so I was involved in policy, health policy and around caregiver support. We provide unprecedented caregiver support that is really changing the country when it comes to how employers and how the country is thinking about how to offer benefits and supports to family caregivers who are doing so much um, on the backs of the healthcare system, really saving like billions of dollars in, in healthcare costs for our country. So I, when I really got into yoga and I became a yoga instructor and I know all the benefits that yoga can provide and um, sort of being in the VA system and being involved in research, I know that there are a lot of benefits that yoga and mindful meditation can provide to family caregivers. And so during the pandemic, I was just sort of prompted, um, you know, prompted to do something with this passion that I have for yoga because I know how helpful it can be. And during COVID, caregivers have really experienced increased health risks, you know, as they're caring for people, you are exposed and they're vulnerable. And um, they've really experienced increased isolation. They're already, you know, a caregiver is usually already isolated and in needs of support. And they have um, increased depression. And so a new report came out from the CDC that said that caregivers, essential workers, and the younger population is all experiencing increased suicidal thoughts right now compared to the CDC report, the study that they did last year. And so, you know, if we can offer these caregivers some um, self-care tools, really simple, you know, easy to learn things, because I think people believe or have a uh, misperception that um, you have to be flexible and you have to do headstands and you have to do all these crazy things to be a yogi, you know, and it's totally not true. And you can get the benefits of decreasing your anxiety, your stress levels and calming the mind um, with 15 minutes, as easy as 15 minutes. And so um, that, that was really what prompted me to start this community, just passion. So do you do classes like through Zoom or how do people, um, you know, get involved with with this program? I have a Facebook community that I have and we have, I think, roughly 30 or so caregivers in there. And I actually have some volunteer uh, yoga teachers from across the country um, who volunteer their time. And in the yoga world, we call this seva. And seva is a Sanskrit term for selfless service. And that's what this community is all about. So I actually have a yoga instructor there now who's helping me a lot. And she is a social worker also. And she's also a former family caregiver. And so she has a really a good appreciation for the journey that these caregivers are going through. And it's helped her when she was taking care of her mom um, with lung cancer. And so, yeah, you can find us in this community. We have a Facebook page called Yoga for Caregivers, and then we have a private closed group. Um, and we've also partnered with a national nonprofit called um, caregiverwellnessretreats.com. And um, there's a person there who's sort of a rock star in the yoga world who does wellness retreats um, for caregivers specifically impacted by Alzheimer's and other dementias. And so we're excited about this new partnership with her and just curious to see where this is going to go. But it's just a purely volunteer community. 
Yeah, yeah that sounds so, fantastic. Uh, another thing that uh, makes us in common <laughs> is that I'm a yoga instructor too. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's great. I said, yeah, and I I practice yoga. (laughs) We should put a counter in the bottom. How many connections we've discovered in here? Um, No, I think that's fantastic, Jennifer, because um, I'm a big proponent of taking care of your mental health and how yoga fits into that. Um, You know, it's like, I notice when I'm doing yoga daily that even if it's just a 10, 15 minute quick session when I, you know, start my day, it's like, it brings me so much more peace of mind throughout the day and calmness. And I mean, Tia can attest to that because, uh, during the pandemic, I was doing yoga, like a, like a mad yogi woman. And, (laughs) and she was like, we would record and she would say, man, you're really like, um, calm. (laughs) I just did yoga is her response. I just, I just, yeah, it was like, I just did yoga. That's great. great. Yoga is not about touching your toes is what I always say. Ah, That's what everyone thinks it is, but it's not. Yeah. And I was one of those people and I thought I can't be a teacher. I can't do this move or that thing. And when I went through the yoga teacher training, it was such a transformational journey for me. It was very personal journey. Um, and a lot of growth happened during that time. And that's when I was really ready and open for change. Um, that experience. Awesome. So let's, uh, take it back a little bit. We got off took a string off to the side. (laughs) I did want to ask Patricia, I know you guys are a boutique brokerage. What exactly does that mean for those of us who aren't familiar? Well, for me, uh, you know, uh, it's unique and a a specialty kind of real estate office. And that's what boutiques are. They're kind of small, um, you know, obviously not a big franchise or anything like that. Um, and uh, I, I, that's how I see it as a boutique, as a smaller, um, more personal, um, even our name is, is personal. That stems from our roots. Uh, and my husband actually came out with the name Celtic. So, yeah. Nice. I love your um, Celtic Knot uh, logo. I have too. to give the credit to Steve Spadhelp for that. Nice. Nice. He designed it, he painted it. I don't know if you know him. He's our familiar town. Yep. The oranges. He did, he did that yeah. before. Yeah. So before that's nice that. too. I, I like everything community. <laughs> I do. I, I really feel plugged in, in when I go to the store, when I go to church, wherever I go here, I see people that I know and I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that goes back to the whole, you know, concept of boutique is really being plugged into the community, right? And having a select group of people that we have relationships with who share in our values, and, you know, as a business and people who believe in the same level of customer service. I mean, we're not, we don't have the name or the backing of a corporate entity or brand, you know, we have our own name in our family business. And that means a lot to us. And so we are really out there um, hustling and doing everything that we can do to provide a level of service that makes it competitive to those other more corporate, you know, brokerages that are in town. And so, yeah, we, we are experts in our markets. We have, you know, agents that are live, play, work here locally and are also just as plugged in as we are. And that's really important to us. And I think, you know, we um, we care about who it is that we work with. You know, we're not out here chasing transactions and just trying to get large numbers of volumes of people in sales, sales, sales. We're also not high pressure people either. You know, we 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 believe that our clients are going to know the house when they see it. And we're not just trying to get a sale because I need to make this month. You know, we are I really need co- mama needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And um, so I think that's also what sets us apart. And we try to deliver a, a level of customer service that really um, some of these other brokerages cannot compete with. Um, you guys provide the Celtic difference. You know, yeah. I do my research. I really uh, <laughs> come to the table prepared. 
Yeah, we've coined it the Celtic difference because really it's outstanding level of service. And we have a lot of Google business reviews and we say that we're the best boutique, uh, you know, brokerage in Dunedin because that's what our clients are telling us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's really excellent feedback. You know, you don't survive 15 years of a competitive cutthroat business and not engage in really online marketing or any of these other things, right? I mean, we've been, my mom has built an organic referral-based business that survived survived all the ups and downs, all the competitives, you know, agencies that are out there, the competing agencies that are out there for which there are many in a very small town, you know, so I'm really proud of what she's established here in the community. And I'm just really thrilled to be a part of her, of her business. And um, it's very exciting time for me. Yeah. Job well done, Patricia. (laughs) Legacy preserved. (laughs) Well, when you read my reviews, you'll see one customer called me the Celtic Tiger. Oh. That's we kind of joke. She's the Celtic Tiger. (laughs) (laughs) New logo, baby. (laughs) Maybe you'll get your own reality show, the Celtic Tiger. Move aside, Tiger King. Tiger's coming through. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Jennifer, I know you have a new blog and it's called discover Celtic Dunedin. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. Well, you know, it's still, I haven't published it yet. Um, it's sort of, did I just spill the beans on that? I do too much research. No, it is. I, (laughs) yeah, I I have an Instagram (laughs) up and I have a, yeah, I have a Facebook page for it. Um, I just haven't pushed out my new website yet. But it's really about um, the Dunedin lifestyle um, and being a destination and trying to support businesses. You know, I find myself doing a lot of um, visiting and chatting with different business owners, much like you guys do. And um, so anything that I can do to throw support, you know, to them um, and also highlight the Celtic happenings in town, because I feel like Dunedin is really becoming sort of like a a Celtic cultural hub of the South is what I might how I see it. And I know that's how some of my uh, friends see it as well. And um, so it's good to sort of have that different spin on things. And um, yeah, that's kind of what the blog is about. It's a little bit of real estate, a little bit of business, a little about about the Celtic lifestyle and the clubs and the happenings happening here. And excited about that too. Well, perhaps you will uh, refer your uh, fans to a wonderful podcast that we like to listen to called yes. Meet Us on Main Street. I don't well, know if you've ever heard of it before. We but... do like to listen to the sound of our own voices. It's very um, charming for us. It's therapeutic. Um, but that's it's a great thing to be so in the know for a realtor is because you know the area that you're selling the houses for. So that's also a bonus too, that you can let people know about like that neighborhood that they're about to move into and what's local and the good shops. So you're not just like selling them a home, you're selling them a community. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's what we always say. It's, it's a des- you know, it's, it's not a destination. It's a lifestyle here. And you would be surprised. We get calls. We have, we work with a lot of out of state buyers, but some of them haven't been here. And so they want to learn more about, you know, what the town is about, what the community is about, what we offer here and what it's like. And so, yeah, I think it's super important. So do they uh, just discover this um, wonderful town that we live in on like a, on the internet and then yeah. just, you know, decide like, I want to buy a house without this surprise, but some of them do. Some <laughs> people come wow. from out of state. Because Danina has so much to offer. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, and people like the community feel. I mean, I lived in St. Petersburg for a lot of years and I didn't know my neighbors. And if I wanted to do anything on the holiday, I had to get in the car and drive all the way downtown. Right here, it's much more compact, it's smaller. We have like a little village center downtown, indoor, outdoor eating. Not a lot of places have as much to offer as Dunedin does. So the word has gotten out and uh, many of my customers know someone that lives here or know someone that visited Dunedin and fell in love with it or, you know, uh, there is, uh, I'll give a little plug to visit Dunedin because there is a a website that does plug Dunedin and some people have seen that and said, you know, this looks like a little town I would like to visit or live in. A lot of folks Mm -hmm. are working from home. They can live wherever they want to. Yeah, that's true. 
And it's definitely exploded over the last, because I'm born and raised in the area, as I may have mentioned once or twice on this show. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm very proud of it because not many people can say that. Um, mm -hmm. But I remember, like I say, back in high school, there was 1470 West and Cafe Alfresco was like the only two things down there. And like over the course of even five years, it's yeah. tripled, quadrupled and stuff to do. I mean, we have the most breweries per capita. I feel like we should get a Guinness world record for that <laughs> somewhere. Uh, most breweries in a square mileage. Um, and they all get along. So, and then that's yeah, what's great too, right? We all still, we get along in the community. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. not like there's a bunch of warring. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, we're lucky in that sense. A lot of people really do value collaboration over competition, that that's really not just a slogan here. Right. The businesses are really trying to support each other. And it just, like my mom says, very welcoming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Jennifer, I know you have a new role with the Scottish American Society. Yes. I'm super psyched about that. So the Scottish American Society, I just joined their executive board as a sort of director at large, and I'm going to be helping them form strategic partnerships and doing some fundraising and um, strategic communications and things like that. And um, they've been here 40 years, and we want to ensure that they can continue to be here for the foreseeable future. And, you know, with COVID and everything, it's been really hard for everybody, let alone oh, the yeah. nonprofit sector. Mm -hmm. And the nonprofits aren't eligible for a lot of the grants and things that have been coming out to help support them. And they have some big plans for the center. They want to put in a library and their vision is really to make this a cultural center, make their hall a cultural center. And um, we've been really fortunate um, to have some support from some um, the board, people on the board. One of them, his name's Michael Ling, and he um, has really brought some outstanding musicians from around the world into We Dunedin, right? He had a huge winter festival um, last year. And it's been great. So I think that they have a strategic vision to really grow um, their foundation, their organization, and to, yeah, to help build it and help, you know, sustain it, really. Yeah, I love that they brought in the Haggis Celtic uh, concerts, the, the concert series, really. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're bringing in great musicians. Yeah. And we had our ribbon cutting there. We lo yeah. I love that space. Like you said, yeah, we nobody even stash. really knew about that. No yeah. one really even knows about that, that that's there. So it's kind of yeah. just tucked in the back. Yeah, and they rent it out too. And and now we're involved in the second Friday of the East Village Market that we're trying yeah. to get going right between Caledonia and the Hanu. And they asked us to partner with them. And so this coming Friday, we're going to be doing that. And so we're going to be having vendor tables. So the vendors give a, a donation or not. But if they do, they can use the space in the parking lot um, and bring their things that they want to sell. And we're trying to help drive business toward that east end of town. Um, so that, that's something fun and exciting. And nice. looking forward to doing that this Friday. How do oh. people sign up for that to be a vendor? I want to um, sign up for that. Oh, really? <laughs> I have so okay. much stuff I want to do. Um, I was wondering if that's like, because I've seen people selling stuff. And I was like, is that kind of like a community garage sale? Because I have stuff and I live in an apartment and oh. I need to sell. <laughs> yes, so. we're doing that too. We're doing an event called Junk in the Trunk. So if you've got nice. junk in the trunk, <laughs> I do plenty. <laughs> you can come out to the parking lot. And if you have things you want to sell, yes, that would be another opportunity okay. to do that too, both at the market and then at our junk in the trunk event. So yeah, I can let you know yeah, <laughs> who to definitely. contact. Joan McHale uh, is also on the board. Her husband, Alan McHale, is actually the president of, of the association. And so they're definitely two good people in the community that you can certainly reach out to you and I'll make sure you have all their email addresses. But mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we both love the Scottish American Society. We. We keep saying we're going to join, but we haven't joined yet. But we always promote the COVID event space. COVID gets in the way. Yeah, <laughs> COVID gets yeah, in the way. Join. It's not yeah definitely join. Yeah, you can get individual memberships that are pretty affordable. And they really need the support right now. They really do. I know everybody does, but they really do need it too. And um, yeah. And they're so important to our town. And like you were talking about, Patricia, with the uh, Celtic heritage that we have here in Dunedin. Mm -hmm. They're uh, so important for us to have and to preserve that heritage. So mm -hmm. we're uh, mm -hmm. totally down with promoting them. 
we love the Scottish Americans. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Where can people contact you? Uh, Jennifer Celtic realty.com. Yeah. Okay. And your what, do you have a website that, um, people can look up? Yes. Celtic realty.com. Yeah. And I guess it's Jennifer at Celtic Realty. No, Jennifer at Celtic Realty. Yeah. Yeah. Stacy did that last week on our podcast. That's my email. <laughs> I said our email address and then I was like, wait, that's not it. And I said yeah. it again. And then I was like, wait, I just said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I left that whole part in because of the hilarity behind it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Jennifer and Patricia, for being on our show and doing an interview with us today. And like you heard on the end of the interview, if you need any information on Celtic Realty, just reach out to them and they will be more than happy to help you out. So we've got some events coming up and like a lot of events. Like we actually had to stop ourselves from picking. We had to cut some out, but there's lots of events going on. So your best bet is always to check Facebook. But anyway, the ones that we've picked for your listening pleasure to hear about today are, I'll start us off. On 926, the Scottish American Society is going to be hosting a Brazen Heads Haggis Celtic concert at the Scottish American Hall on 926 at 3 p.m. And um, that's very exciting because that's the first concert they're going to be having since COVID and everything. And they started their Haggis Celtic concert series last year, which is a big success. Be sure to buy your tickets ahead of time, though, because they are limiting it to 60 tickets so they can maintain social distancing. So check out more information on that on the Scottish American Society page. And then on 929, there's going to be a virtual candidates forum sponsored by the Dunedin Chamber of Commerce, Dunedin Council of Organizations, and Think Tank HR. And they are going to um, be having a virtual live stream on Facebook of the candidates running for seat three um, for city commission and also for the mayors. So if you have any questions for any of the candidates before then, I believe you can submit them online so that they can address those issues on the date of the forum. And that is going to be September 29th at 7 p.m. All right, and on 9.30, we have a Learn Celtic Ukulele class with Kevin Carroll will be your instructor for that. That starts at 8 p.m. and it'll also be on Zoom. And ukuleles and Celtic are two very big things in Dunedin, so check that out. Also, a very exciting day is on 10.1, where CUNY Brewing Company will be tapping their infamous curious gourd pumpkin ale Mm. so i will definitely Mm. be there at 3 p.m for that first batch that is my all-time favorite it is it's literally the best pumpkin beer ever i'm not a pumpkin beer fan and i love that beer and when Mm. they first tap it they always do it with a cinnamon Cinnamon sugar rim rim. yes so go there and it will start being tapped at 3 p.m and it will last as long as it lasts for hopefully through Mm -hmm. october And then let's see, we've got on October 2nd at 7 p.m. is First Friday Flicks at Safety Harbor Waterfront Park. So you can bring out a blanket, set yourself up a little picnic and watch a movie. And they're going to be watching Goosebumps that night. And on 10-3, I will be hosting another pop-up yoga class at the Honu. The class is called Sip, Stretch, and Eat. It will be at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And I will be doing a nice yoga class out on their giant, large tiki patio. So plenty of room for social distancing. And also on 10-5, there will be a paper cutting workshop at Tuckro. And that is going to be done by Inky Fingers Calligraphy. Our guest Margot was on the show a few episodes back. And that will be from 6.30 to 8 p.m. So give her a call. You can find that information on Facebook to reserve your spot. And on 10.6, our next Chamber Chatter episode will be released. And our guest will be Carol Moorhead, the dog tug pet photographer. 
And then uh, my last event is actually the one that I talked about in the intro, which is the play that I'll be in. So that is called Dead End Breakfast, and it's going to be at the Dunedin Community Center. And it runs from October 8th to October 11th. So there are four shows total, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, and Sunday matinee. Um, the tickets will be on sale at the door. Um, they are limiting the ticket sales to 60 tickets to maintain social distance. So, uh, you know, get there early. And if you want to see me out there as well, I will be out there on Thursday night showing my support, throwing roses up on stage afterwards. Yes. Fake ones from Dollar Tree, but it's still the thought that counts. If there are no roses, then uh, I quit the show. All right. You heard it here, folks. So we'll see. Stay tuned if uh, we have more future episodes. <laughs> All right, guys, you know the spiel. Thank you so much for listening is what I was going to say. But you also do know the spiel. Like us on. Review. Subscribe. That too. Rate, review, subscribe. Always number one. Rate, review, subscribe. Like, like us, us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Instagram. Twitter. Nope. No Twitter. God, no. No Twitter. Um, but TikTok. There it is. The other two. I think TikTok has been nope. banned. No, it actually survived. I was on TikTok last night and there was oh. an announcement that it's surviving another day. So TikTok's around, guys. Also good day. Yes. And don't forget sponsorship opportunities available. Yeah. Email us at meet us on main street podcast at gmail.com. And we will send you all the information for you to be a super exciting sponsor of our show. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. All right, guys. Thanks Bye. for listening until next time. Bye-bye. Fuck you, Goku.